Today is somewhat of a ramble about race and DNA and multi-generational trauma. Oh, and there's a yapping dog in the background. How lovely. <laughs> okay, take my hand a little bit back from the mic here because blowing onto it a bit. I'm lying in bed. I got really sore neck and back. Oh, it's a stressful night of being woken up by mum with a radio plus to the side of her head. I don't ever remember mum constantly having stuff going, but um, yeah, I'm definitely the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. It's so bizarre to see family similarities. So generations, race, um. I was thinking about Wes Cecil's lecture on, uh, it was a part of the American Myths series and it was on race and he's like, okay, let's get down to the genetics of it. There's basically no difference in terms of our, our DNA when it comes to how we we look um also oh, the ancestry.com stuff it's so shady that's all i got to say about that it's just, just mm, yeah maybe don't don't do that um uh, anyway so the DNA that gets passed down, at least that there, there is a, a correlation, oh, I'm pretty sure like the main evidence is based on a study with mice and generational trauma um, and how it gets genetically handed down. So what does that mean? That means that race is both constructed but also real because I claim that whatever culture or tribe that you have the most association with or you could have multiple tribes they they leave an imprint on you and that imprint may be simply experiences in this lifetime you know, or it could have hooked into stuff that already existed from previous generations. It just, oh, it's funny the way things play out and repeat themselves, you know, even like his in history. So while, you know, you can say race is a construct and that is true in a sense, it's not the color of my skin that makes me Aboriginal. It's my somewhat chagrined um, um, and, yeah, reluctant standing up and claiming my heritage. Um, it's, but it's my, it's, it's my identification. It's my spirituality 
that's very much um, inspired at the very least, particularly when it comes to speaking with my ancestors. So, I yeah, I don't think that I can speak to whatever people identify as God, as I, I, I see myself as circling the Tao, the thing that cannot be named, and I either get closer to it or I'm going further away. But my ancestors, they've been through shit and they've got perspective. And I believe that they're... Um, there they are there somehow. Um, though, what that would look like, I couldn't say. I just know that when I perform a certain ritual where I put all of my feelings about something into a window, and then I step through it, and then on the other side, I say, "I am listening." I am listening and they they say something to me um, as a reply and um, I find it helpful whatever it is that I'm doing whatever it is that um you know is an or one of a multiple of objective realities of self-evident things for people who are listening just my thing I certainly don't think that other people should do what I do it's my thing Um, if stuff that I do is helpful to others that's great but I'm not looking for followers I I had one once I once had a a church of Lulu and um, yeah like that didn't that didn't work out so well um <laughs> not because of anything super shady i just yeah it was more of a joke with trudy and i where um yeah she was allowed to be the one um practitioner member of the church of lulu this it's uh, the my line was um, because it's hard work being a deity so for now at least our books are closed <laughs> that always reminds me of when I rang up I got told our books are closed by my neurologist secretary because I hadn't been for a long time it was a shame he was a great neurologist and he bulk built which means that I didn't have any out-of-pocket uh, expenses. The government money paid for it. Oh, I get that with my uh, regular doctors. Even one that was supposed to charge me a lot the other day, she felt sorry for me. I was like, did have a suitcase and I was I fucked up. I was just fucking fucked. Like not holding it together at all, going downstairs, bawling my eyes out at the pharmacy. I was ready to go without my other meds and just deal with the the discomfort of the opioid stuff that I'm on. But the epilepsy type stuff that I used to take for epilepsy—that's why I saw the neurologist. 
and the um yeah that it's also a mood stabilizer it does a bunch of things and I'm on a lot I'm on a high dose of 200 milligrams of this limitrogene so skipping it is not an option um yeah it's um, I really need to be lowering my dose and hoarding them <sighs> so anyway oh I'm very sore and tired oh I got a real fright as well when mum just suddenly opened up my bedroom door in the middle of the night and let the dog in because he wanted to come into my room and it's just the I think it was it's from the residual from the assault that I had from the Brazilian lesbian mm. she Brazilianed me which would be hard to do because it's like it's pretty foresty down there it's been a while it's like really no point no point all these whirring raises oh I'm so sore. I got heat packs and stuff. I don't have my special heat packs, but I've got my mum's. And they're okay. They're not as good as mine, but they do. They do a good job. (sighs) All right. So that was me just weighing in. Like, culture is much more than skin deep. And all this splitting up into groups and subgroups is all a bit weird. Um, But at the same time, um, those of us have had similar experiences and need to find our tribe to help to work together to understand what the fuck's been going on, what the fuck to do about it. Oh, there goes my stomach. Yeah, like the Aspie communities and, you know, other such things. The yapping, people living next door to yapping dogs communities. Yappity yappity yap. Bye, darlings. Hey, 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 since nobody's listened to this episode yet anyway, because Lulu Island wants the poppingest, one of the poppingest stations on Anchor is now super quiet. Ah, such is life. This artist's journey up and down. I uh, am grateful for the experience of getting to feel what it was like to be, to be popular. Oh, for the stuff that I create to have traction and attention and I still do on the ethical slot podcast I mean it depends what your idea of attraction is I mean nobody listening is no traction but the, even then you don't know if one day there might be somebody who finds your stuff and gets something out of it 
I've certainly enjoyed podcasts that sorry there's some cockatoos like thank god they're loud I thought the rainbow lorikeets were loud but these guys are like listen to that <laughs> uh, Odie the dog out here I found him carrying well curled up in the corner of the bathroom which is very unusual for him normally he's following us around but it's because mum was making toast and I think this dog I've diagnosed him as having PTSD from when he uh, suddenly had to um, leave his family and the which included another dog um, and he ended up in my family and uh, yeah so when you got trauma like sudden things um are very triggery sudden sounds i got super triggered last night when mum opened the door very quickly to let Odie in this felt very unsafe after that like it was freaked out for a while anyway um i talked to you about it this morning so it's fine um He's very happy to be outside. I figured since he was cowering like that that he might enjoy having some in the backyard time. And he's sitting there very quietly now. Kind of, he looks pensive. <laughs> oh, what's going on in your little doggy mind? Anyway, yeah, so he's getting as far away. Mum said as far away from the sound of the toaster as he could. And he couldn't go outside because the lawn was being mown. Could you, matey? And he's he's a master escapologist. He's very good at escaping. I need to drug him again and, and cut closer to his muzzle so that he doesn't have strings of fur that get and stay wet, which I know annoys him because he tries to dry them on different sorts of fabrics on the floor so um but you know being the nervous Nelly that he is he can seem very chill like I think before the trauma he was probably very happy-go-lucky but um yeah really messed with him poor little guy didn't it darling hey hey audio He's so fluffy, you guys. Sort of a medium-sized dog, but just like he's like a mop. He's got a cute nose that's um like black with a pin a pink streak streak down the middle. Anyway, ah, oh, just felt like checking in while I was ah oh, ow, <laughs> my left side hurts today. being startled several times during the night. Ah, so Odie. He's like, what? That's all there is? Yeah, mate. Oh. Odie and my nephew Caleb are going to have to learn to live with disappointment. I don't, not quite as hypervigilant as other family members. Uh, I have to take care of my back first and stuff, so it's just the way it is. I think it's not 
too bad for them, really. Hopefully. All right. Peace out.